This is another Astros podcast. Sounds like Josh Reddick getting a little closer to being activated for the Astros down in double A with the Corpus Christi hooks in his second game of action with them. You got a little details on, on how he's doing tonight, Robert? Oh, one pitch misses low. Yeah, has an RBI double, two for three. That double drove in Miles Straw. He's batting second and DHing tonight. And AJ Hinch saying before the game that could see Reddick back with the Astros soon, maybe as soon as tomorrow. And according to Corpus Christi Hooks on their Twitter account, they said that Josh Reddick's walk-up song down at Whataburger Field today, Wannabe by Spice Girls. What? 2-1 is fouled off to the right. Well, you, the- get, you get two hits, you got to stick with that walk-up song, don't you? Wannabe. Yeah. Spice Girls. If you want to be Josh Reddick's lover, you have to get with his friends. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he, he got a knock. So you think he may do that here at Minute Maid Park tomorrow? Swing and a miss. Gaddis goes down. I didn't say he would. I said I'm hoping. I hope he does. Now, what was with the Oakland A's? He had Careless Whisper by Wham. So it's kind of in the same vein. Sure. One Just out for Marvin Gonzalez. Doesn't have the killer sax solo. That's that's really the the glaring difference between those two songs. You have a favorite Spice Girl by chance? I was a big fan of Scary Spice back in the day. Really? Yeah, Mel B. Excuse me? <laughs> Mel B, because there was what, Mel C, I think was the other... Mel and Mel B. Mel B with Scary Spice. Strike two for knowing both of those. (laughs) AJ, I I got a question. I want you to tell me because you're around these young guys a little bit more. The video games when you were playing Centipede and Galaga, (laughs) we're seeing Fortnite take control of the clubhouse right now. Do you know anything about it? Uh, no. I know I know enough about it to know it's entertaining to our guys, and I see on social media all the time when they uh, declare victory of some sort. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it's 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 pretty sophisticated process. Our guys are really into it. Um, I can see where it would kill some time, but, um, you know, not, not an expert at Fortnite. Did you ever get uh, into any video games growing up? A little bit. I mean, I, I think we remember, you know, I remember when Nintendo became a big deal and you went from the Atari joystick to this really cool <laughs> Nintendo, um, joy, you know, uh, game playing. And, um, you, you know, didn't have the microphone. No, no. I, I was a lot of sports games, a lot of golf, a lot of baseball, a lot of yeah. football. Um, not many war games or anything like that, yeah. but uh, our guys love it. And honestly, it, it takes anything that takes their mind away from baseball during these long days is pretty cool for them. What about you? When, when you get a chance not to think about baseball? Yeah, you know, I'm I'm pretty good about um, about keeping things balanced. I mean, obviously, when we're at home, I've got you know Aaron and the girls are home, and they'll make sure that I'm that I'm completely at home when I'm there and not not focus on the games. I'm a baseball rat. I mean, I always have baseball on, watch the games. I try not to obsess over uh, our games too often uh, or too long. When I get home, I really do disconnect from our, our team, and then I become a sports fan and watch, um, you know, different things like that. But uh, for the most part, my relaxation is, is, is um, you know, off days, 
occasionally at night after day games and just just disconnect. Yep. All right, Josh Reddick back in the lineup. Here's the 0-2. And Reddick drills this one out into right center field. Allen on his horse. He won't get there as that one will hop off the wall. Bregman scores. Reddick is tearing for third. They're going to say it bounced over the wall, so that's a ground rule double for Josh Reddick. The run still counts, and it's 3 to nothing Astros. Boy, how about that for an 0-2 knock? Treading back in the lineup today off of a, a short rehab stint. What does he mean to your lineup? Uh, he means a lot. You know, he hasn't swung the bat to his best capabilities yet this year, but he, his presence is really big. His leadership, his style of play is infectious. He's, um, you know, really good. He's, he's handled this left-handed pitcher tonight pretty well. He handles right-handed pitching very well. There's a... You know, there's a good good at bat in there whenever he's up to bat, and, and and there's a mentality that he brings that I think influences, you know, George and Jose and some of the other guys. So um, he doesn't get talked about a lot as far as being a presence in our lineup because I move him from anywhere from second to sixth to sometimes eighth or ninth. But um, he he's a he's a grunt he's a grinder he's a guy that 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 battles, and I, I think that 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 presence in our lineup means something. And it rubs off on the other guys. Wade LeBlanc pitching for Seattle tonight. That style, you don't see that often anymore. But what's mm-hmm. the key to having some success against soft tossers? Uh, you got to pick a side of the plate and not, you know, you feel like you can you can hit everything, mm-hmm. whether it's fastball, curveball, slider, change. He's got them all. And, and what happens is he's very hittable and putting the ball in play. But if he can disrupt your timing, you're going to put the ball in play softly to their defenders. And that's what he's had success with so far with this new cutter that he's throwing to righties. Um, in, you know, he's got to change up. It's been his calling card since the day he got drafted. Right. And if he can disrupt your timing, he can get you to miss hit balls uh, because you go up there wanting to hit. You go up there wanting to swing the bat, and, and you got to be pretty disciplined to pick a side of the plate, pick a pitch, and, and then attack. All right, AJ, thanks a lot. Good luck tonight. You got it, Sparky. Robert Ford joined by Will Harris, and a draft's going on right now, and you were drafted in the ninth round by the Rockies in 2006 out of LSU. Uh, just starting off, at, at what point did you realize, hey, th- this is a possibility. I, I could get drafted. Uh, yeah, I think it, for me it was in the SEC tournament. Uh, I was a two-way player in college, and uh, the hitting aspect really wasn't going that great. So I uh, was pitching and was throwing, was throwing okay mm-hmm. and uh, had a couple of good outings in the SEC tournament, started to throw the ball a little harder. And so had some scouts uh, start talking to me. I had some friends that were in some scouting departments and organizations. So mm-hmm. I kind of had a pretty good idea of, of, of where I was slotted in. So Now, was it one of those things where you knew the Rockies were interested in you, or was it a total surprise on draft day? Kind of a surprise. I was really thinking that the Mets were going to take me. Mm-hmm. I had, like I said, my, my you know, I had, had some relationships with people in that, in that system. And... Um, they had called me beforehand, and uh, it seemed like it probably was going to happen. And then uh, early on in that draft, I think they took a lot of right-handed pitching, so they, you know, they had to switch directions. By the time it got kind of to my uh, my area, uh, you know, in the five to ten range uh, for rounds. So um, after that, I really didn't know. I wasn't following it. I was <clears throat> I was on a, a little mini vacation uh, uh, in Florida on a beach and had a phone call from. Uh, Damon Ionelli, the scout that drafted me with the Rockies, and told me they took me in the ninth round, and uh, that was it. So you weren't following along with the draft? No, no, not at all, not at all. Uh, I was, uh, like I said, I was hanging out with some buddies on a beach uh, and uh, got the phone call that, uh, that I got drafted, so that was, uh, that was pretty neat. Um, my brother had gone through it the year before, so he kind of got drafted in that same area that I did uh, by, the, uh, by Philadelphia. So it wasn't... Uh, you know, it was it was 
really relaxing, to be honest with you. I wasn't really too stressed out about it. And pro ball wasn't something that I had really set my mind on or thought that, you know, was, I was destined for when I was at LSU. I was just kind of focused on uh, on being the best college baseball player I could be at that time. And um, it kind of worked out uh, worked out well for me. You mentioned your brother, Clay, who, as you said, was drafted, drafted by the Phillies the year before, also a ninth-round pick. Uh, how much did it help? that your brother had gone through the same process and and recently like just the season before yeah yeah he de- it definitely helped out i mean being seniors you don't you don't have a lot of leverage and mm-hmm. the draft has changed a lot uh you know since since my day you know it was 12 years ago but um but yeah so he he had just kind of gone through it uh with uh with our agent at the time so so i kind of knew what to expect and knew i didn't have too many bargaining chips uh, to mm-hmm. play and it was just a kind of a matter of, hey, whatever they offer is, is what we're going to really kind of have to take, which mm-hmm. which wasn't a whole lot, and uh, just you're going to have to earn it uh, on the field. So the interesting part was when I got drafted, when Damon called me, he had mm-hmm. said that I was either going to go to Casper, Wyoming, and be a starter mm-hmm. or go to Pasco, Washington, and be a reliever. So I had my fingers crossed that I was going to be a reliever because it had <laughs> been a long time since I had started, and my <laughs> elbow at that time wasn't feeling the greatest, and I was like, I don't see how I could start. and uh, But it worked out well so you like you said it sounded like the negotiations didn't take very long since you, you knew you didn't have much bargaining chips as a, a college senior was it one of those things where you got you you know you you talked all right this is how much you're going to get and all right here's a plane ticket uh yeah yeah pretty much it was that that was kind of what it uh what it boiled down to and uh there was you know there's there's a little bit of a a lull period there between the draft and between when when short season starts right. so uh, so I had a little bit of time, you know, get my things together and, you know, get things in order and, uh, you know, make my way up to the uh, Pacific Northwest. So I had never been up there yet. So that was, you know, interesting to spend a summer up there and uh, meet some new people. And uh, I have a lot of friends to this day that I'm still very close with on that first team that I played with. So that was with the Tri-City Dust Devils, if I remember correctly from my days as a broadcaster in the Northwest League. Uh, what was that experience like just getting on a pro team? Because, I mean, I mean, you played at a really good college pro program but obviously pro ball is just just completely different with some of the the guys you see and some of the talent you see yeah you know it's funny like the first one of the first rules you get in the clubhouse uh you know the manager gets in front of the team is like hey i'm not a coach don't call me coach you know (laughs) my name's freddie ocasio you can call me freddie you can call me oh you can call me whatever you want Uh just don't call me coach and so that was one (laughs) of the funny things that i remember of like okay this is there's a professionalism to this that uh you learn pretty quick you know and uh you know you're on time and it's uh it was great it was uh it was a great experience like i said we had we had a really good group of guys that uh that i came up with a few guys made the big leagues uh michael McHenry was mm-hmm. my catcher uh uh greg reynolds got drafted that year mm-hmm. you know so he he was with us so um it was uh it was fun you know and uh like i said it was uh i learned a lot i mean long distance relationship with my now wife you know that was that was tough and it's a hard place to get to from baton rouge louisiana all the way up to <laughs> pasco washington so um yeah it was uh it was a great experience and uh you know uh i learned a lot well harris thank you so much for joining us glad you made your way to the astros eventually yeah yeah so am i <laughs> the houston astros radio network and alex lines is in the left center field that's a base hit fish around third and coming home the throw to the plate not in time He's a baseball player, Alex Bregman. Steve Sparks. That's how you play baseball. The Houston Astros Radio Network.